ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, always remember God and Jesus comes first in life. The reason why we have meetings like this one and meetings like we had last night and if the Lord tarries his coming and we live meetings, uh, a meeting like we're going to have tonight which God has already confirmed in my heart uh, that both services today will be great uh, for the, as usual, the devil is attacking hard on the weekends and if you're doing something for God you know what I'm talking about. If you're not doing something for God and for Jesus Christ you have no clue what I'm talking about. You have a different mentality. And so, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, family, friends, and foes. And yes, even foes in the family. That's right. Uh, believe it or not, over the past 34 years of marriage, I know some of you don't like for me to say it, I have other foes in the family, uh, uh, but the, my greatest Judas has been my own wife, who's with me this morning, and she has admitted that herself. Uh, she has been my greatest foe. Now, in most cases, while she's in church, she's halfway decent. Uh, but behind the scenes, uh, she has tried to hinder the ministry. You say, well, why are you still married to her? Because my, my commitment, as far as my marriage is concerned, is not to her, it's to God. And God has blessed me tremendously by remaining married to her as a matter of obedience to Him. And, uh, and not only that, I've gained many uh, privileges and uh, blessings and uh, uh, pleasures uh, by staying married to her that I enjoy to this day. And so, as I've told you, if one person is saved, born again, the marriage can work. That's how powerful Jesus is. And at the same time, if she wants to depart, she can depart. She has chosen to stay. She wants to stay. <clears throat> and so she will stay with the truth. And... Uh, uh, over the past 34 years, uh, I have never allowed her to get away with evil. I've never done what my dad did, 
and just keep quiet for peace sake because that's not peace people who you have to be around to keep peace with and they can't take rebuke and so forth uh, they will find because they're full of hell and the devil they will find something to uh, say something about so you might as well rebuke them and deal with the situation and deal with the af aftermath as well okay so uh, that's just the reality I have some other enemies as well in the family that, that comes with the territory when you're doing something for God and God has put a calling on your life you don't quit you don't get discouraged because people don't support you the way you want them to that I mean just read your Bible and you will know how to deal with it and before some of you single women out there get all bent out of shape and angry with me uh, you don't even know what I'm talking about so you don't you don't have a husband or you ran off a husband or you ran off a potential husband or you got somebody else's husband and other mess like that so you got you got a whole another set of problems okay and those of you who are married and got your husband under control and uh, uh, dominated uh, and you want all men to be that way uh, you just keep on doing what the evil you're doing and leave me and my wife alone stop trying to break us up because you broke up and you've been divorced two or three times and now you finally got a kitty cat that you can control and dominate okay but you will have enemies the devil will make sure the other reason why we have dwelled together uh, all of these years and have not divorced have not thought about divorce really uh, as I told you a few times I've been tempted is because number one I know the devil is behind it the devil is behind it we don't wrestle against flesh and blood you must remember that in every marriage if you have anybody saved in the marriage number three I'm large and in charge and husbands if you want let me just say it to you this way your wife will more likely stay with you and do what you tell her to do eventually if you magnify your office and your authority that God put you in. It's a masculine thing and she likes that deep down because she's wired that way. All of the rebelliousness on the surface and all of the talking back nasty attitude and trying all that's designed by the devil to get you to submit to her and make her into a Jezebel, help her to make, be, in, be a Jezebel who ruins your life, your children's life, and the ministry's life. God rebuked the spirit of Jezebel and the person Jezebel. And Jesus Christ rebuked the spirit of Jezebel in the New Testament. So, your wife is never going to be 
a benefit to you or the family if she's over you because she's not wired to do that. She does not really even know what to do with all of that but tried to hinder you and your ministry and your children and you cannot let her do that. You don't have to be abusive but you can't let her do that. And she has a choice. Either she's going to stay and be a wife and mother and reap the benefits of that. Otherwise, she can't have the benefits of it and stay. She can stay and not reap the benefits and keep on raising hell, but she can't reap the benefits. Those benefits, beautiful benefits. Uh, and I know that you have been taught <coughs> by the sweet evangelicals and the weak men in the sweet evangelical movement and the weak men in the charismatic movement. That no matter what she does, you give her what she wants. If mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Uh, happy wife, happy life, and all of that bull um, uh, lies that you've heard down through the years. Where you're on a perpetual thing of trying to appease your wife every day and she's going to push the markers further and further away until you give her everything and then she's going to divorce you because you're not a man and she knows you're not a man and then she's going to take everything from you including your children the devil is a lie okay so man up and you hold tight in your office and your authority by the grace of God. God puts you in that position. He wants you to carry it out. Magnify your office, my beloved. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. My beloved, this is Daniel White III, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 597, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint pardon me pardon me you all pardon me God this unique viewpoint this unique arrangement allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story a non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. By the way, my son Daniel Ezekiel has informed me via a news site that we have that Iran is nuclear capable now. 
the history of the present and the future. Today we are reading Proverbs chapter 13 verses 1 through 10. Shall we pray together? Make sure that you pray. If you have not, most of you, most of you have not prayed this morning, pray now. Every opportunity you get to pray outside of your prayer times, you pray. If you go to another church, some of you are leaving your church and coming over here. That's fine, as long as you went to your church online or whatever, and preferably online. Don't don't get to listen to me, people. And I have the authority to tell you this. Do not let these preachers, these pastors, coerce you into a church building now. Because the coronavirus plague has not gone anywhere, monkeypox has not gone anywhere. You got homosexuals in the pulpit, homosexuals in the choir, homosexuals in the pews in the church today. You sit beside somebody and they, their hand touch you and y'all do the pastor piece and y'all hug and all of that stuff that you know you want to do, you want to do, you many, many of you want to do because you don't get a hug at home even though you're married and you have children. You don't want to hug your children but you hug somebody else's child, you devil. You don't want to hug your husband, don't want to hug your wife but you hug other women and other men in the church, you devil, and, and some of them have monkeypox. Okay, so I'm telling you, do not go to a church building. I don't care what your pastor says. I can care less. They have other motives for doing that. It's not, and they're not biblical, because you can meet online. Too many people in the church have died. As someone said a long time ago, there's a thin line between faith and foolishness. Don't be stupid, people. Because the plague, all of these plagues, now we have several plagues, and all of them are against the church first. 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 And, and they will get you. And see, the thing about these things is not that you might die. You could die. That, that's a bad thing about it. And if God wants you to die, you will die. <clears throat> but it's, it's a bad thing to be sick. It's a terrible thing to be sick, man, when you, where you're throwing up, you can't breathe, and all this kind of thing like that. As one preacher said, when the coronavirus shuts all this down up in here, you're in trouble. Look at me real good. Look into my eyes and see if I'm playing with you. You are in trouble, my dear friend. So, anyway, some of you are leaving your church and you're coming over here. That's fine. Had a great crowd last night. I mean, a crowd was a fighting crowd. We had a fighting crowd last night. They were determined to hear the message last night. And, and I was determined to preach it. The devil fought us hard. Uh, we had uh, um, most of our outlets open, uh, but uh, something happened that caused uh, a few of our outlets not to be open. And they're, from uh, from what I understand, they're still working on that. <coughs> but the fighting crowd, because I told them, I said, if you, can, if you can't see me over here where you normally see me, go over here. And they, that's what they did. 
They, 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 they made a beeline. They were fighting to hear that message last night. How to be ready and how to wait. The paradox, one of the paradoxes of the Christian life. Anyway, let's pray together. Holy Father God in heaven, help your people to pray in times like these. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, as you know, it is such a joy, a blessing and a privilege to be here today. And uh, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us all, and upon our family in particular, down through the years. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, mental and physical protection and provision, financial and material blessings that you have miraculously bestowed upon us. <clears throat> Down through the years and uh, recently. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, those of us who are saved, Lord, we individually and hopefully collectively confess our sins, our faults, and our failures unto you. For Jesus Christ's sake, have mercy and grace upon us. And help us not to take it lightly. Please forgive us of our sins. Our faults and our failures as we from our hearts by your grace forgive those who have sinned against us in the family, outside of the family. And Holy Father God, give us your grace. And Lord, I pray that you would, for those of us who are truly saved, crush and crucify our wicked, evil, and ungodly flesh within us, and the old man within us. Help us to die to self, fill us all afresh and anew with the fullness, the power, the unction, and the anointing, the fruit, and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. Wash and cleanse our hearts, our minds, our souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ. Make us afresh and anew, whiter than snow on the inside. And Lord, deliver us who are saved and born again in our family and in families that name the name of Christ and help families that name the name of Christ to understand and realize that everybody in the family is not necessarily saved. And they need to discern that and pray for that person or those people. And Lord, we pray that you would deliver each and every one of us this morning and throughout this day from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, live right, think right, and do right. For some of us, Lord, who name the name of Christ, think that it's okay to have a little sin 
a little unrighteousness, a little ungodliness still uh, in their lives. And Lord, you want us to understand that the new life in Christ uh, is far more uh, enjoyable and far better uh, because of holiness and righteousness and godliness. For this is your way. And Lord, we pray that you will help us not to camp out near sin uh, where we can grab it when we want to. Help us to move away from it altogether. And Holy Father God, it seems like you have, have impressed upon my heart just this morning. and uh, You've spoken to my heart about these things before. But Lord, I'm convinced now, and it seems to me, that most of the people in the church today are headed towards hell. And so, Lord, I pray that you will open their blinded eyes and unstop their deaf ears <coughs> and save their souls. For those of us who are saved, Lord, uh, deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right. Uh, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight throughout this day. Uh, Lord, uh, help us to realize that we will see you soon, uh, either by your coming to get us or by us dying and going up there where you are for those of us who are saved. And Holy Father God, I pray, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father God, I cannot thank you enough for allowing me to be here this morning and to have the privilege to do this for the benefit of the saints and the benefit of the sinners in the church and out of the church. And so Lord, help all of us who name the name of Christ to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you would save the irreligious and save the religious and lost in the church, including my wife, Marika White. Uh, I believe that she's even convinced that she's not saved. She's not a saved person. And uh, help her to stop being uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and to humble herself and to believe in you and to become a Christian person who is uh, cheerful, joyful, and pleasant at all times because of you being in her life. I pray, Lord, not only for her, I pray for her family members, our family members, her mother-in-law, her two aunts, my mother, and, and my two sisters. And Lord, help them all and other people in our family, help them all to examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith, see whether or not they're trusting in their church membership and their church work, and they're not trusting in you. We pray this, Lord, for other families and other people around the world. Uh, for, Lord, you have shown me many, many people are in the church, not born again and not saved. 
<clears throat> not only shown by their behavior, but also in, in their lack of fruit, but also shown by the fact that they're trusting in something else other than you. And so, Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving in the morning, uh, Lord, uh, uh, around the world, in this country, in our communities, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts from this time and from both services today. Lord, help our engineer and technician, Daniel Ezekiel, uh, to make sure that he brings uh, other outlets and platforms online quickly, decently, and in order. And Lord, help him not to be influenced by devilish people uh, to hinder him in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And Holy Father God, <coughs> I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ on this Sunday morning, as usual, my wife Marika White is full of hell and the devil, and I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would save her soul, help her to truly believe in you, help her to humble herself, and lay aside her wicked pride, stubbornness, and rebelliousness. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of her life, uh, out of the lives of, of all of our family members who have that problem. Lord, you know who they are, and they know who they are. And Lord, I do pray that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, as you've done, Lord, on every Lord's Day, and as you have done on every day that you have blessed me and led me to preach your holy gospel and your holy word. And Lord, all of the other ministry work that has to be done, that is being done, I marvel uh, at what you have blessed and used my children to do down through the years, and I marvel particularly today uh, with what Daniqua and Daniel Ezekiel and Danielle are doing, and how that Danny and Daniel and Danita are uh, undergirding the ministry and work, and uh, we uh, pray, uh, and Danae has what she's done in the past, uh, especially in the earlier days, and Lord, I give you the glory, praise, and honor for what you have done, <clears throat> and what, Lord, you are doing through them. What a blessing it has been, and what a journey it has been by your grace and by your power. And so, Holy Father God, we pray now for every saint of God, everybody who names the name of Christ. We pray that you will lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, 
And Lord, help others to pray and help them to pray what they mean and mean what they pray. And Lord, if they lose their chain of thought, help them to go back and, and, and say what they know they need to say. Say what they know you want them to say. And so, Holy Father God, lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties. Fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. We cast all cares and burdens upon you, for Lord, we know that you care for us. And Holy Father God, in a very real sense, Lord, prepare us for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. Lord, prepare us for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. Thank you for that thought. Thank you for that thought right now, Lord. Write this down. Leonard Ravenhill. Leonard Ravenhill. Write that down. And Holy Father God, thank you for that thought. Thank you for reminding me of it. And Lord, I pray that you would remind me of all uh, the things that you put in my heart. Sometimes I don't write them down. I don't have my wife to write them down. And uh, I forget them. So Lord, thank you. The whole prayer was worth your reminding me of that. And uh, Lord, I praise you and I thank you uh, for how you have used Dr. Tony Evans and Dr. Lois Evans and what they have done for this ministry on their own without knowing me, without me knowing them uh, to this day. You have used them mightily to undergird this ministry. Thank you, Lord, for Dr. Uh, Dwight McKissick and uh, his church in helping us and standing with us down through the years. And uh, thank you, Lord, for uh, Dr. David Mann. And I, that's all I'm going to say. And his wife, I'm not going to mention her name. Thank you for what they did this past week. Thank you, Lord, for uh, my three oldest children supporting us financially down through the years and helping us with, hundred, with, with thousands of dollars. And uh, the, uh, we thank you, Lord, for all of the people who support us on a monthly basis. Lord, you know who they are. And we pray that, Lord, thousands more would stand with us. And, Lord, I pray that you'll pave the way to the vision you've given to me. Let your will be done. And we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ also that you will help all of us who are saved and born again to truly... Uh, confess our sins and repent of our sins and do right by you by being obedient to you. Help us to truly fear you, respect you, and obey you. And then, Lord, we humbly pray that you would deliver us from all of our 
tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations, tests and tensions. Deliver us, Lord, from all of our distresses and afflictions. And Holy Father God, I'm well aware there are uh, several people and several groups who would like to see me dead. We had a security breach a couple of days ago and then uh, we noticed something strange even last night. Uh, and so Lord, I do pray that you would continue to deliver me out of their hands. Protect me, Lord, from murderers and people who would like to kill me because of what I have preached against homosexuality, uh, what I have preached, uh, preached against uh, uh, women and wives running churches, uh, women running churches and women running their husbands, uh, which is very hated almost just as much as the homosexual community hates me. And uh, Holy Father God, uh, I would venture even to say that you would protect me from gangster family members who are not saved. And protect me, Lord, from uh, some white folks and black folks who would like to see me dead. Uh, there are uh, BLM, Black Lives Matter, would like to see me. Black Lives Matters would like to see me dead. And then there, of course, because I'm black, there's some uh, white supremacy groups that would like to see me dead. And so, Lord, uh, I could be killed by any number of people. So, Lord, I pray that you would continue to protect me as you have protected me since the Obama years. And uh, when I was under heavy surveillance, uh, more so than the next two administrations. Sad to say. So, Lord, let your will be done and uh, keep us safe and alive to do your will until it's your choice for me to leave this earth. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would <clears throat> deliver us. And Lord, uh, deliver us from all of our spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, student loan debt, student progress problems. Help my children to get their basic education uh, that will fortify, help fortify them and help sustain them until it's time for them to succumb as well. Uh, having a firm Christian upbringing by their father and a good education has boded well for uh, my oldest three children and it will do well for the other four as well uh, even though um, because of the plague, things have slowed things down for them, but give them the determination to do what they can from the house. And do the same for other children across the country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, 
help everybody to move forward towards you and to follow you as you move forward. We pray that you would bless and protect millions of people from a housing situation, housing crisis situation, food crisis situation, medical crisis situation, and utilities crisis situation. And Holy Father God, I pray today that you would bless and protect Lord, my family and all of the Christian families and all of the people and their families. Protect us all from ourselves, our flesh and the devil and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church and evil people in the world. And place upon us the whole armor of God and surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. And Lord, help other pastors around the country and around the world to pray for their communities. Help all pastors to join together with church members and create a chain and then help all local pastors in cities and counties to connect with each other and to create a chain of prayer 24 hours a day seven days a week they don't even have to meet so that they will not have a Uvalde in their community for they will never overcome it in Jesus Christ's name I do pray lift up Lord receive all glory praise and honor to your name for we're not even worthy to give it to you and lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we pray. Amen. Proverbs chapter 13 verses 1 through 10. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, or wild men and women. We need more wild men today. And we need more women who act like women. My beloved. Pardon me. I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing the word of God thus saith the Lord the Holy Bible from Proverbs chapter 13 verses 1 through 10 a wise son heareth his father's instruction but a scorner heareth not rebuke. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressor, the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, 
but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. A righteous man hateth lying, but a wicked man is loathsome and cometh to shame. Righteousness keepeth him that is upright in the way, but wickedness overthroweth the sinner. There is that maketh himself rich, yet hath nothing. There is that maketh himself poor, yet hath great riches. The ransom of a man's life are his riches, but the poor heareth not rebuke. The light of the righteous rejoiceth, but the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we do pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Holy Father God, every time we pray, Lord, help us to pray and never to pray and never to play or stray. Lord, help us to mean what we pray and pray what we mean, no matter how short the prayer is. And so, Holy Father God, I thank you so much for your holy word. Have it find a convicting uh, place in our hearts. Bring it to our remembrance when we need it. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray that you'll help us to love it, to cherish it, to obey it, and to apply it to our lives. I pray that you would give us deep understanding of it and help us to comprehend it, to teach it to others in a discipleship way, as Brother Ed taught us many years ago in the Air Force dorm rooms. In between the services, we didn't miss church, but uh, the teaching of your Holy Word and the discipleship of the saints uh, went on nearly every day uh, in the dorm rooms in the Air Force. When I was in the Air Force after I got saved, and uh, we were so bold back in those days, we carried our big Bibles with us in our sword cases. And so, Lord, I thank you for those days. And then, Lord, I pray that you'll help us to preach your holy word, the whole counsel of God, and preach your holy gospel so that others may come to know you as Savior, even today. By the power of your grace, by the power of your Holy Ghost. Lord, I don't know how you do it. I'm not going to pretend to know how you do it. But Lord, I know that you can do things in a person's heart that no matter who they are, that they will see Jesus and get saved. So Lord, have that to come to pass today. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> thank you for your patience as we're still having some technical uh, difficulties, not on all of our 
um, outlets and platforms. Pardon me. <coughs> Pardon me. Most of you are on the Daniel White the Third Facebook or BCNN One Facebook or Gospelite Society uh, Facebook. And some of you are on the Gospelite House of Prayer Church site. And we thank God for all of you who are with us. Most of you are with us. But we have some new platforms. And uh, uh, for some reason, uh, they're not working properly. And so, uh, bear with us. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book, morning and evening that's the title of it because back in those days they had devotions in the morning and in the evening family devotions you you want to know where Spurgeon got his power you want to know where and I'm no I'm nowhere near Spurgeon don't 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 get it twisted you know where uh, I have gotten my power from God it's through family devotions. I will say to you, I will say to every preacher, every servant of the Lord, the most powerful thing you can do is to have family devotions where you, sir, lead in the prayers and in the devotions. Not your wife, you. That means that if you have to leave by 6 in the morning, get everybody up. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 593. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in the Lord Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Have you believed in him? Have you believed on him? He said that he's the only way to heaven. He's the only way to God. Not Buddha. Not Muhammad. Not Hare Krishna. Nobody else. Jesus Christ is the only way. Do you realize, do you understand that you are a sinner? That you have sinned against God? That you have offended God? Do people offend you when they sin against you? Well, you have offended God by sinning against His laws, His, command, His commandments. Remember, he's the judge. Not only is he the heavenly father, he's the judge of the universe. 
Have you ever lied before? Have you ever stolen anything whatsoever? And by the way, there's no such things as little white lies. We made that lie up. There's no such thing as petty stealing. That's not in the Bible. You have stolen. When you have lusted after a beautiful woman, you have committed adultery with her in your heart. That's what Jesus said. Have you ever lusted after a beautiful woman? For you women, I guess, a man. I don't see what you see in a man, but evidently God has wired you to see something in a man. And it is a beautiful thing, by the way, when a man and a woman gets, uh, get together. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I think it's so wonderful. Not a man and a man, not a woman and a woman, that's hellacious and will cause you to end up in hell. Have you committed those sins? Homosexuality, lesbianism, you got AIDS and monkeypox and you're going to hell. I'm not picking on you because we got folk in the church who have the coronavirus plague and they're going to hell too. You're going to see a whole lot of church members in hell. So I'm not picking on anybody. Have you ever dishonored your parents and disrespected your parents? You have offended God. Yes, that's right. When you offend other people, you offend God Almighty. God does not play that. God does not play the game of you love me and love me and love me and praise me, but you hate other people and you're disrespectful to your husband and you don't love your wife and you uh, don't love your parents and the parents don't love the children and etc., etc. God does not play that. No. He's going to send you back to the parent that you hate. He's going to send you back to the wife that you hate. He's going to send you back to the husband that you hate when you try to pray to him. In fact, I'm going to tell you what God's going to do. When you try to pray to God and give him praise, he's going to slide somebody's face right there in front of you. It's going to block him. I want you to go back and apologize to that person and make things right with that person. Then you can come back to me. Leave your gift. <laughs> Leave your gift and then go get that right and then come give it to me. That's how God's going to do you. He does not play that foolishness, man. You can't do that with God. Have you ever dishonored God by taking his name in vain? How about you? Hmm? Have you ever cursed using God's name? Have you ever lied on God and Jesus? When you knew you were lying to try to cover a sin that you committed? Well, then you understand that you are a sinner. You've done evil in God's sight. And somebody has to pay for that sin. Either you're going to pay for it in hell, or you're going to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who already paid for it. For John the Baptist said about Jesus Christ, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Have you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ? 
For Jesus Christ has instructed you in the most beautiful, most powerful, and most important words ever said in the history of the world. One day I hope that God will give me the ability to say it in every language. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's right, simply believe in your heart, your soul, and your spirit, and your mind in the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. He paid your sin debt. He paid it all. You have an eternal life insurance policy, far more important than the life insurance policy that you're trying to pay right now. Already paid for through the blood, the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to take advantage of it. May I lovingly persuade you to do so. I, I, I have no problem saying that. I am trying to persuade you to do so. So that you can get your soul saved from hell. God knows. My wife knows. My oldest daughter knows. That I am not up here for my health. My oldest daughter wants me to rest. But I'm up here because God compels me, God leads me to preach the gospel so that you can hear it and be saved. I'm not here for myself. I'm already saved. I want you to get saved. And all you have to do is believe, rather believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. And hell is a very real place that if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you love your sin, you love your darkness rather than light. That's what Jesus said that's the reason why many people don't get saved they love darkness rather than light the devil is a lie you love your partying your jam jam boogie boogie you love going to your devilish concerts and corrupting your family members with it you love going to the club uh, remember now these clubs are not open really during the daytime they're mostly in the darkness of the nighttime all into the wee hours of the morning you love sneaking around with Bo Peep and uh, Sylvia you love being in the dark car having sex with somebody you're not married to the devil is a lie Jesus wants you to get saved so that you can walk in the light. He is the light. Walk in it. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend, and thou you shall be saved. Call on his name to save you, and he will save you. It is as simple as that. 
church membership does not mean a thing if you're not born again, if you're not saved, if you're not believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Getting baptized does not mean anything if you're not saved, if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I was Christianed when I was a child, so I know I'm saved, but you're acting like a devil, so you can't be saved. You say, I sung in the choir, and I preached from the pulpit, and I was a deacon, and a young deacon, and a little deacon, and I was in Easter plays. Surely I'm saved. No, you're not. If you're basing it on that, you're not. You have not been born again. You're religious. You might be church-going and faithful at it, but you're lost and on your way to hell. And God has shown me that there are many, many, many thousands of Christian folk, uh, people who claim to be Christians in the church, church folk, who are going to go to hell and who are in hell right now. And Jesus Christ will not say to you, well done, thou good and faithful servant. He's going to say, I never knew ye, you workers of iniquity. You lied on me when you told your lie. You stole from your own family members. You uh, never got it right. You lied to your family members and your friends. You never tried to get it right. You lusted and you never confessed it as sin. You committed fornication, you committed adultery, you committed homosexuality and you never confessed it as sin, you never repented of it, it never bothers you because you're not saved. By the way, the sign of being born again, the main sign of being born again and being truly saved, sin will bother you to no end. And you will be trying to find a place, even if you have an evil thought, to confess it as sin and repent. If sin does not bother you, you're lost and on your way to hell. If you can look somebody in the eye and tell them a bald-faced lie and never apologize and never repent and never get it right, you're lost and on your way to hell. Christians can't. Born-again Christians can't do that. So if you're religious and lost, you did all of that religious stuff. And by the way, I did it too. I'm not picking on you. I was in church all of my life. I thank God that my mother at least was trying to point me in the right direction. But she did not lead me to Jesus because she didn't know how to be saved herself. And early on, my dad didn't either. He got saved while watching Billy Graham. He got truly born again and became the most loving man I ever met in my life too loving in fact he didn't he didn't balance his love with some wrath and chastisement and rebuke uh, on his wife and on his children we all needed it he, he loved us too much and tried to take the blame for everything he loved us so much and 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 the and sisters let him take the blame i he, when I did something wrong, I, I, I stopped him lovingly, respectfully. And I said, Dad, you, you're not responsible for this. I am. 
And that's how loving he was after he got saved. He used to be mean as a junkyard dog before he got saved. I saw my dad transform into a real Christian man. And he put up with a whole bunch of junk from his wife and from his children. That's just the reality. I'm not telling you that to shame my family. I'm telling you that to help you and your family. See, this is real talk, real preaching. This is transparency. What you're going through, we went through. And everybody else goes through as well. Don't let people fool you. Nobody has a perfect family. Nobody. And so, beloved, with all of that said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do what he has told you to do. Bunk what other people are telling you. You just do what Jesus said. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. If you're willing to get saved today, if you're willing to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to get saved, pray with me the sinner's prayer. Mean it from your heart. Don't say it if you don't mean it. Don't say it if you're not going to truly believe in Jesus Christ and change. Shall we pray together? Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. I understand that I have offended you personally by breaking your laws and your commandments. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to truly repent of my sins and to turn from my lying evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your holy name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, today and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart. May I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life. 
I know it's hard for some people to receive this free gift from God, but you don't have any money to pay for it. You don't have enough money to pay for it. It can't be bought. It's too expensive. All you can do is receive it. It's a gift from God. Accept it and rejoice in it and give God thanks for it. If you want to continue to grow in the faith, I have a little free book. It's a free download. Go to gospelightsociety.com and read the book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. You just believed in him, so you went through the door, Jesus Christ. Now you're on the other side. And there are some things he wants you to do, and he expects me and other preachers to tell you what to do next. It's always wonderful to know when you get into a new situation, the next steps. They're like a staircase, and they get you going. So read that book free of charge. Also, email me at dw3 at Gospelite Society and let me know you got saved so that we can rejoice in your salvation with you. And also, if you have a prayer request, and also send you some extra materials. And also, if you have a prayer request, let us know that so that we can pray for you until you tell us to stop. Now, my beloved, we're going to resume our uh, standing between the living and the dead service at the point of a short Bible study. So for those of you who got saved today and believed in Christ and you prayed that prayer, and I want you to know being able to share the gospel with you is the greatest joy of my life after being saved myself and I, I, I'm about to explode with excitement and joy. Just see, by God allowing me to do my job that he called me to do is just an extraordinary joy. Very fulfilling. And so I'm just as excited about your salvation or your hearing about Jesus Christ and his salvation and uh, it's up to you to get saved. And I hope that one day you will experience his joy as I do. So I rejoice with you. I thank God for the privilege to be able to tell you the gospel. And, uh, and at this time, this will be your first official, official Bible study since you have been saved. John 6 67 reads Then said Jesus unto the twelve Will ye also go away? Thank you son Daniel Ezekiel for coming through in a big way live everywhere now so those of you who like to, uh, people like what they like. Have you, you know, have you 
notice that in life. This is why companies, they build not just one car, they build a whole bunch of other cars. Uh, to me, things could be sim much more simple. But people like what they like. They like a certain color. They like a certain shape. They like, you know. And so people get into what they like. And there are people who like to see it on BCN1. There are people who like to be on BCN1 while I'm preaching. So they listen to me preach and they look at the news at the same time. Um, then there are people who love to watch it on Gospelite Society International. Some people who love to watch it on Gospelite uh, House of Prayer directly. And one day we're going to be in the metaverse, one day soon. And the metaverse is going to be something else, people more than what you think. Uh, so you better go ahead on and get your goggles. And one day you won't need the goggles. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, a major changing of the internet. That's what it is. And so, uh, as one person put it, uh, the virtual will be reality. It will have, uh, the virtual will have real life impact. Now that's going deep. It's a bit deep for me. But um, souls will get saved through the metaverse. Whether you like it or not. God is still in control. God is still in charge. And the founder of Facebook He didn't change the name to Meta for nothing. So ladies and gentlemen, as we continue in the Bible study, uh, live everywhere, thank you, uh, Daniel Ezekiel, Daniqua, and Danielle, and all of your hard work for the Lord. Many people have forsaken Jesus Christ and have walked no more with him. But what reason have you to make a change? Has there been any reason for it in the past? Has not Jesus proved himself all-sufficient? He appeals to you today. Have I been a wilderness unto you? When your soul has simply trusted Jesus, have you ever been confounded? Have you not up till now found your Lord to be a compassionate and generous friend to you? Why are you changing? Why are you leaving him? Why are you forsaking him, running after the God of money, running after the liturgy God of prostitution, running after the liturgy God of material things, running after the liturgy God of ill-gotten gain, 
and then trying to present it as God's prosperity, you lying devil. See, this is one of the things that God hates and hated about the so-called prosperity gospel churches. Many of them to put forth this lie of the prosperity gospel took ill-gotten gain from drug dealers, prostitutes, stuff like that, and laundered the money, cleaned up the money and passed it through the church to God, saying that God blessed them. You see, preacher, how you know about that? Uh, I know that. Listen to me. There are churches today that's funded by drug money and this was running big time in the so-called prosperity gospel prostitution money gang money that pastors laundered the money particularly in the charismatic church and those akin to them Because, my dear charismatic friends, unlike uh, most of my Baptist and Bible friends, they don't have the proper respect for the Bible, and they'll change the Bible to what they want it to fit, many of them. Some will not. And don't tell me, because I was raised up in the Baptist church, the Disciples church, the Holiness Church, the Charismatic Church. My dad was a Baptist preacher. My mother uh, was a, a Holiness preacher. So don't 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 tell me. I know. Well, I know. Uh, there's some. There's a line that some Baptists and some Bibles will not cross. The Charismatics will. Uh, say they felt something or sent something and and go with that instead of what the Word of God says. That's why they're in a mess. There's nothing but satanic confusion. They would dismiss God's Word to do what they feel and do what they think, and God is not pleased with that. See, the Holy Ghost of God is not going to lead you to go contrary to the Word of God because the Holy Ghost of God wrote the Word of God through man. So that's, that's not logical. That does not make sense. Other way. And so, ladies and gentlemen, has not the Lord been a compassionate, generous, loving friend to you? And has not simple faith in Him given you all the peace your spirit could desire? Can you so much as dream of a better friend than He has been to you? Then change not the old and tried for the new and false. As for the present,
Can that compel you to leave Christ? When we are hard beset with this world or with the several trials within the church, we find it a most blessed thing to pillow our head upon the bosom of our Savior. This is the joy we have today, that we are saved in Him. And not only saved in Him, may I add, safe in Him. And if this joy be satisfying, wherefore should we think of changing? Who barters gold for dross? We will not forswear the sun till we find a better light, nor leave our Lord until a brighter lover shall appear. And since this can never be, we will hold him with a grasp immortal and bind his name as a seal upon our arm. As for the future, can you suggest anything which can arise that shall render it necessary for you to mutiny against Christ, to desert the old flag, to serve under another captain, yes, the blood-stained banner? We think not. If life be long, he changes not. If we are poor, what better than to have Christ who can make us rich? More than money, that is. And have true riches. When we are sick, what more do we want than Jesus to make our bed in our sickness? When we die, is it not written that neither death nor life, nor things present, nor things to come, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord? We say with Peter, Lord, to whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? I hope you went to Jesus today when I share with you the gospel. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you so much, Lord, for this great Bible study and this great devotional. Filled with your holy word, filled with prayer. Thank you also, Lord, for helping our technician to fix a problem another way. We pray that the other way would come online. But Lord, help us always to be prepared to move over to another way to make it work. So that other people who like to like what they like and be where they want to be and see what they want to see where they want to see it on the platform that they choose help us always to be there by your grace by the power of your Holy Spirit save those who are lost revive those who are saved glorify your holy name in Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake amen now ladies and gentlemen we're still in and at Ephesians chapter 5 verse 33 that unique verse I believe that this is the third day in the family verses that I have called and dubbed the family verses 
where God speaks to the husband and God speaks to the wife. And let me just say something to you quite frankly. Just do it. Uh, really, it doesn't matter how you feel. That's, that's the uh, new mentality that the devil has brought about. Uh, we got a whole bunch of women in the church who can't do right unless they feel something. That's not, that's not the Christian life, I know. And sad to say, same thing with men. They got to feel a certain kind of way. They have to feel that certain kind of spark before they do their family duties. Let me tell you something, men. I have a wife who has never, on her own, applauded me for anything. All of the wonderful things that God led me to do. And providing for the family, you know, cutting the grass and stuff like that, you know, down through the years. Thousands of sermons. She's never on her own. Uh, said, honey, that was a great sermon. It really spoke to my heart. Now, a good wife would do that. Uh, she has never done that on her own. Nor has she said, I love you to her children on her own. Nor has she hugged her children on her own. Now, there have been times when I made her do it. And it was a situation where if you don't if you don't understand what I'm saying, you do it or you can leave. I'm talking about when they were little. So what am I saying to you? You can't do right just because uh, you 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 know you can't wait on a feeling to do right. Same thing for you women. Well, I don't feel like he loved me anymore. Well, he loved you enough to marry you, so just do your job. See. You, you, you love God back. If you can't love him back, love God back and do your job for your husband and for your children. We all have a job to do. We have family responsibilities, which include sex. Just, just do it. But I don't love her anymore. She's, uh, she's ugly on the inside and ugly on the outside. What they got to do with the sex part? I mean, you had sex with strangers before, devil. Huh? What's love got to do with that's what Tina Turner, that's what she's famous for. What love got to do with that right there? How many times before have you had sex with people that you didn't hardly even knew? Much less loved them, you didn't love them. You loved that moment of sexuality, the sex part. Don't bow your head yet, it's not time to pray. I don't. I don't feel like he loves me. He does not make me feel like he used to feel. What that got to do with it? He, may, he might make you feel that way if you go ahead on and lie down and do what you're supposed to do. You might feel something like you felt before. Because see, action brings that about. You understand? 
Those feelings, those warm feelings. In fact, sex is probably what you need. You people need to do instead of trying to wait for the church to open back up so that you can uh, rub up against uh, Sylvia and Bo Peep trying to get a feel as you try to do in, 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 in uh, middle school. We didn't even do that in high school. We did that garbage. And I know some of you baby boomers are laughing. You devils. We did that garbage, trying to get a feel, trying to get a rub up against in elementary school and middle school. We didn't even do that in high school. Some of us did. That goes way back. Trying to get a feel. Trying to rub up against somebody. You're doing it now in church because you're not getting any loving at home because you're full of hell and the devil. And you're mean and you're hateful and you don't have enough sense to take care of business at home so that you don't have to try to get a feel at the church. And that's what some of you devils are trying to do. You're trying to wait so that you can do that uh, up there hugging on people with a mask on, with a, with a, no mask in this day and time. And some of you are trying to do it with a mask on. In the church, many of you go to church for the wrong reasons. You go to church because you're lonely. Not for God. God is not going to let you be lonely. Jesus won't let you be lonely if you know Jesus. There's no such thing as loneliness if you know Jesus. No, you're lonely for a touch. You want Deacon Bo Peep to touch you, to shake your hand, to scratch the inside of your hand, let him let you know that he wants you. You want to hug Sylvia real tight. And you have never hugged your wife. You hugged her maybe at the beginning, but you never you have not hugged her since. But you can you can hug every woman in the church. And then both of you practice the demonic silent treatment when you get in the car. All the way home, you don't say nothing. You don't say anything. Rather. Okay, so all that, all that right there is past. All that has to go. That God is ending that. And if you don't end it on your own and get that garbage out of your heart, this is never going to end, my friend. The Bible reads, nevertheless, let every one of you, in particular, that means you, sir, so love his wife, even as himself. God so loved the world, that kind of love, the agape love, where you do what you need to do. You do what you're supposed to do. That's what true agape love, the God, God kind of love, will do. Has nothing to do with your feelings or how he makes me feel or how she makes me feel. Because here's the truth, buddy and sister. After a while, by and by, and it's not going to be long. He's not going to make you feel great and she's not going to make you feel great. You say, preacher, why didn't you divorce your wife when she never uh, praised or never gave you a compliment about one of your sermons out of thousands? Because I'm committed to God. My vows were made to him, not to her. Why didn't you quit her? Why didn't you divorce her when she would not say I love you to your children? 
refused to hug them when they were little. Well, she's reaping what she has sown because they really don't want to have anything to do with her. Now, and I told her that way back then. Don't get mad. Get saved. Repent of your foolishness while you have a chance because the same thing is going to happen to you. I told her when my first child was born and before the first child was born with her that you, your job is to make memories with these children and in time to come you'll be blessed. But see, some of you don't understand in time to come. And some of you don't understand how fast time flies. My wife never thought that one day we would, we would have the empty nest, so-called. Which I don't have an empty nest because I have Jesus. I'm, I, and, my children, and, my, and my children are still helping me in the ministry. And let me tell you something. Uh... uh by the grace of God, I'm preaching more now than ever. <clears throat> and so you choose to love your wife regardless, sir, of how she looks. And even if she stinks and has a nasty attitude, that's the wife you chose. And you chose her for a reason, and so hopefully you, you, you got out of her what you wanted. I, I wanted sex, and I didn't need a refrigerator woman, so I wanted a tropical woman from Jamaica. Most of the women that I was, I was dating, while dating her, were Jamaican. There's only one or two American women. Uh, that's all, and by the way, that's all in God's business. I don't, I can't tell you all the details about that. <clears throat> and the reason why I married her is because all of the other Jamaican women and American women told me the truth that they were not virgins. The most beautiful of them tried to tell me she was raped. Well, I accepted her story, but I, in my mind, I said, well, you should not have been in that situation in the first place. <clears throat> she was the most beautiful and had the most beautiful name. I can't tell you her name. But it was so beautiful, her last name was so beautiful, that she's the only woman that I probably would have let keep her middle name. Because it was just melodious. But she was not a virgin. Some would say that my soul mate. I wouldn't say that. My mother would say it. My soul mate. Well we had a whole lot in common. The only reason why I didn't marry her. Because she was not a virgin. And <clears throat> you say well preacher. You were not a virgin. You're right. Very, very experienced, unfortunately. <clears throat> so why did you want a virgin? I, I can't tell you all of that. I don't know. God just put it in my heart. And then I found out later in the Bible that the priests in the Old Testament, 
could not marry a woman who was not a virgin. So this is, and then he put in my spirit that that is going to be a problem down the road. When the honeymoon wears out and you finally realize that another man has been on top of her, that's going to be a problem in your psychology. And I, I believe it is for most men. Most men do not want a woman who has been under another man. And, so, and most times it ends up in divorce. I would venture to say that Devon Franklin, uh, with all, you know, with the, and Megan Good, and I don't care if they like it or not. I, I believe Megan had Megan had been with some heavy hitters. Devon was a nice church guy. And so forth. And that doesn't, normally doesn't work. And all you women out there ought to nod your head and you know I'm telling you the truth. When you have, as a woman, you've been with some big dogs who are very authoritative and powerful and know what to do with you. You try to marry a sweet, nice church guy. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And that's why we you saw a picture of him crying and all of that. And I told him to take the picture down. I told T.D. Jakes and whoever, uh, Will Smith, whoever, I said, take that picture down. You look like you've been whipped by Megan. And I do not advise men to marry women who have come after big dogs. Big dogs who are uh, funny. Bo Peeps, who are funny, who have really no regard for women whatsoever, mean, and, and, and women love that kind of guy for some reason. They see it as powerful, authoritative, somebody to tame, and somebody who is just going to go all out and having sex with her. And if she's been with two or three of those, or four or five of those, and I don't know how many she was with, but she was with some other guys. That's not going to work in a marriage, especially for a preacher like Devon Franklin is. And not only that, I believe that happened to the great Emmett Smith. He married a woman after a big dog. Martin Lawrence, he's a big dog. Laugh a minute, crazy. You know, that's what I mean by a big dog, crazy. We do anything. Laughing, a, laugh a minute. You can't marry a, a woman after a big dog like that. If you're a good guy and you're trying to do the right thing, it's not going to work. And especially for a preacher, a Christian preacher, you need to try to marry a virgin who's never been with anybody. Okay, so I, 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 I've been telling you all this for years. You didn't believe me, and so now we got all these divorces. Because uh, uh, Mama there, who already been with some big dogs, she's going to miss the big dogs. Because you're not as funny as they are. You're not as crazy as they are. You straight down the line uh, with a blue suit and a red tie. And... Uh, you are probably not as crazy as they are in the bedroom. 
You don't need that. You need a wife that is your own, not somebody who's been with a wife to others. Now, I know, I know there are many women who, who don't like that. I see a lot of things that women don't like today. But Christian women do. And I thank God for them. There was a Christian woman this past week who insisted that they help our ministry. She has no human reason to do so other than I'm telling the truth to women and to men for things to work. I'm telling you men right now, those of you men who are single and you just hell-bent, excuse me, you are bent on marrying a woman who already has children and a woman who's been with two or three or four or five different guys. Now, you say, well, how do you ever, how do you find out where you know she Well, if she has two or three babies, then you know. And th- those men in this damn time are going to be in their lives. Anytime in the life of that woman, anytime he can get somebody else, he's going home to mama who had those babies. And she's going to ask you stupid questions like, um, uh, Harry is going to come and give me some money for uh, Harry Jr. Okay? And I just want to go and he wants to talk to me. That's all. And I just want to go to the hotel and talk with him in the lobby. The devil is a lie. Everybody look at me real good. Don't bow, no, don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. Some of you get off the floor from laughing. Derek, don't. You put yourself in that situation. I can't help you. You people who get so excited, you men who get so excited about a ready-made family, a woman who has two or three children from three different men, you, you, and you, are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? I wouldn't even marry a woman who was not a virgin back in the day. much less marry a woman, even though I had children and other women. I'm not, uh, I didn't even think about that. Don't do that. That's not going to work, sir. For you. And it's not going to work because she's already used to what she's used to. And she's going to hunger and thirst after that, uh, you know, craziness and wildness. And the man who who evidently does not even care for her, she's crazy about him. She's not crazy about you, who you are buying flowers for, and you buying candy, and you tell her how much you love her, and you kiss the ground she walks on, and all of that. And while she's walking, she's walking back to Bo Peep. Because she feels like 10 minutes with him is like a lifetime with you. Okay, so I'm telling you, young man, and your mama want me to tell you that. Your mama wants me to tell you to stop subject, subjecting yourself to wicked, evil, uh, ungodly women that, that, they, that they hook uh, because they hook you so quickly and hoodwink you. Your mama told me to tell you, you do not need a woman with a bunch of children. I'm not against the woman with the children, but she needs to get with the men who she had the children with 
to take care of the babies. And if she wants to continue to have sex, she can either get married to one of them or she can uh, continue in her sin. But you don't need to be in the middle of that. In fact, you'll probably end up getting killed in this day and time. Because, uh, because see, nothing would, me- nothing would get a hold of a papa bear like you messing over their children. And treating your children one way and their children another way and all that. Uh-uh. You don't need to be in the middle of that in this day and time because you'll get killed, boy. Your mama told me. She called me and told me to tell you that. Okay? Mamas love me. Wives, not so much. And women, single women, not so much. But older mamas, regarding their son, oh, they love me. These are the same ones, the older mamas who have sons. They love me because I told their sons what to do and what not to do when it comes down to these crazy, horrid women out here. And they don't want their son caught up with that evil woman, those evil women. You know why? For two reasons. One, either they were evil and they know how evil a woman can be, or they were good and they know how evil a woman is. Read your Bible. The sweet evangelicals and the sweet charismatics are the only ones who elevate, including the Baptists, have elevated women above men. And they are not to be touched. They are to be worshipped. And they, they don't have an evil bone in their body. All women know that's not true. All women know it. Some of you men, evidently, you don't know it. Some of the most evil beings on earth are women. That's the truth. You know why Frasier, the show, was famous? And, and, and people laughed their heads off and they loved it. You know why? Because clandestinely, they, they pulled out and dealt with the evil of women. Malice, evil. Uh, I forget the other woman's name. Uh, Lilith which means devil. Lilith means demon. So all of this was done on purpose. Ross, who we love, was a whore and and loved being a whore. That's what made it famous and that's why many women watched it because underneath all of that and their quick wits this is what they were dealing with. Something in society that people don't want to talk about. The evil, not only of men, because men are dogs and evil, I know that. I don't even see what women see in men, personally. I, I, it's, it's perfectly alright for me if I never have to attend a, a, a wedding. As far as my daughters are concerned, I want my son to get married to a woman. But my, my, my daughters can stay footloose and fancy free as long as they can maintain themselves and they're not lesbians and they're not uh, sneaking around having sex with Bo Peep. And if they are not uh, touching themselves, masturbating and all of that. If you're going to do all of that, you need to get a husband. And that's what I told them. See, and so... But your mama told me to tell you, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. 
Do not get involved with a woman who has children. And if you are a preacher especially, do not marry a woman who has been with big dogs, even though she does not have any babies. Anyway, I have to go because I have to preach tonight. If the Lord Terrace is coming and we live. Check. That's good. Can you still hear? So love your wife as yourself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Respect your husband. No one cares about how you feel about it. Just do it. If you're married, you're already married. Just do it. You say, well, as B.B. King has stated, the thrill is gone, so welcome to the club. You can still get what you need in your marriage and in your family. And you need to make it work because you know where the power center is now, as it used to be? In every regard is the home. People make their money from home. People do their schoolwork from home, including college. All of my children were educated uh, at home growing up and even through college. They've never been on a campus for, except for just a few classes. And uh, husbands and wives, you need to get your sex at home. Not down at the church, not down at the whorehouse, not on Ashley Madison. Look at me real good. I'm not praying right now. Don't bow your head. Everything. Church is being had at home. And, and, and God used me as a precursor of that. Most pastors are in shock. Over almost 60% have resigned, have quit. Because they didn't see this coming. They thought they were going to ride that gravy train for a long time. But God used me as a precursor. I started predicting that the plague was coming while preaching from home. For, it's going on seven years now, I think. So let's pray out and let's pray for other people. Let's pray for other families and other churches. And I mean, uh, uh, families that are saved and families that are lost. And let's pray for other people. And uh, this is another opportunity for you to have a little talk with Jesus. I guarantee you, you'll have a different perspective. See, prayer to God will change you quicker and more than the circumstances that you're in. You want the circumstances to change. God wants you to change. So let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you for this magnificent time. I thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering prayer so that the other audiences 
can hear and see. And Holy Father God, I thank you for giving me the privilege to preach the gospel in such a powerful and beautiful way today. In the midst of all of the confusion, in the midst of all of the devil attacking and trying to hinder and stop the preaching of the word. Lord, I pray now for the salvation of those families that don't know you. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and help them to grow and to go towards you when it comes down to the family to do the family your way. Not the American way, not the world's way, not even the church's way, but your way, minus divorce and remarriage. We pray the same for the families, the Christian families that need to be revived. Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning, draw them to yourself for salvation around the world. We pray for all people who name the name of Christ. Please have mercy and grace upon us and forgive us of our wicked sins, of not obeying your great commandment and your great commission. You left us two simple commandments and we have disobeyed them creating the most horrifying situation that we have seen in many many years in this country and around the globe holy father god we pray that you will help us who are saved and born again to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins. Again, Lord, I pray for the salvation of people who are religious but lost in my own family and around the globe. I pray that my wife, Marika White, would humble herself and get saved so that, so that after this service she will act uh, as angelic as she has acted during the service. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as I've been praying for 34 years, that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of her, and that she would be a consistent, godly, obedient, joyful Christian person for her own good. And I do pray the same for other people in our family as well. And Holy Father God, I do pray, uh, for Lord uh, all of the ministers of government and Holy Father God we pray for the salvation of those who are lost revive those who are saved and Lord lead guide and direct them in the way that you want them to go cast the devil out of those who are bad and evil and get rid of the bad apples uh, in the government uh, in this country and around the globe. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray that you would bless and protect your persecuted Christians in this country and around the globe, especially in Nigeria. Lord, we pray that the onslaught of persecution of Christians will cease as two more uh, uh, Christian priests 
have been abducted, we're told. We pray that you would deliver them. And Holy Father God, we also uh, pray, Lord, today uh, for uh, all of the people uh, who are hurting and who are uh, suffering still and grieving and mourning still from the coronavirus plague as well as the new plagues which are extensions of that plague which is still here. Comfort them as only you can and uh, save those who are lost. We pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of New York resident Monex Lucas. We pray for the family and friends of Tennessee resident Secret Watson Telly Tellis. We pray for the family and friends of Tennessee resident Dorothy Jean Tellis. Another family impacted by the coronavirus plague with more than one family member dying. Comfort them as only you can. We pray for the millions, but Lord, we pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Mexico resident Angel Gutierrez Mosquita. <coughs> and Lord, we pray for the family and friends of North Carolina resident Elsie Lewis. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And Lord, we pray for the prayer requests that have come in, but we pray also for the thousands of folks that uh, you have uh, blessed us with the privilege to pray for down through the years. And we include e each and every one of them going way back. And we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. Help them to pray for themselves and help us to join them in prayer. And Lord, we pray the same blessings upon these new people uh, and new prayer requests with Pastor Washibi. And we thank you for the great ministry that they have over there in Kenya. And thank you for our prayer partnership. And Lord, help us to continue to pray one for another. Please supply for the ministry, the work that they're doing, the children's school fees for the orphans as they return to school. We pray for Nita. Please save Carrie too and heal him. We pray for Linda. Please save Alex, Lily, Avery, and Andrew. Heal them emotionally and physically. Help them with housing, schooling, family issues, and relationships as well. Help them to recognize who Jesus Christ made them to be and find their identity in Christ, particularly Andrew. Heal them of all mental illness and help them to have healthy relationships. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. Lord, do we commit them into your hands. We pray not only for these few, but we pray for the thousands who have believed in you by the hearing of the gospel through this ministry. We pray for Tuana, 
Uche, Adenaka, Tracy, and Disney. And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Help them to grow in the faith as well. Help those who got saved to grow in the faith. We pray for those who got saved today. We pray for the Iago, Alex, Gessner, Kathy Zuska, and Mariah. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray and for his sake. Amen. Dear friends, we're going to get something to eat, get a little rest, and Lord willing we'll be back tonight, uh, this evening, and uh, uh, we'll be glad to have you. Uh, if God will so lead you to come by our way in these perilous times. We need the word of God and we need prayer more than ever. And so uh, until then, by the grace of God, we're going to pray without ceasing. And I would encourage you to pray without ceasing. Keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord. Stay away from the evil inside of you and outside of you. And don't let the devil the devil or devilish people turn you around. I'm going to pray our closing prayer and then we're going to hear that beautiful song I'll fly away. I'll fly away. Take that out. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you for the privilege to preach the gospel once again. I praise you and I thank you for this great service. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends, until tonight, if the Lord tells his coming, and we will. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten Son, God gave up his only begotten Son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. 
Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10:9 and 13 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner, And I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and Lord, I don't, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. 
and I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you uh, that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10, verse 9, uh, and this is what the book title is based on. I am the door, Jesus Christ said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. 